Speeding and the sound is speeding. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, February 12, 2024. <laughs> on today's episode, holy fuck, Drew's back on the road. I'm a motherfucking old school guy and shit, yo. Big comedy guy, motherfucking pie in the sky, poop in your eye, it makes you go get a sty, got a lump on your throat. Cause you sucking on a goat chode. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> well, I never say that. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week at Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, the never ending podcast for Monday, February 12th, 2024. <laughs> 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 How the fuck do you play that again? Bid me at the boogie 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 back <laughs> All right, anyways, hi, fucking Punjabi MC. That song was fucking huge. When the fuck did Punjabi MC, Punjabi MC song, when the fuck did that song come out? Yeah, Mundian to Bakke, Beware the Boys. When the fuck did that song come out? Uh, 2003. Yeah, bro, that's exactly when I was like, I was like 15, 14. It was perfect. It came out and it was like a dance song. It was like, bum, bum. Boom, and it's just fucking fire, bro. That song is fucking sick. Beware the Boys by Punjabi MC, bro. Rajinder Singh Rai, better known by stage name Punjabi MC. Fucking. Okay, what the fuck am I talking about? Okay, hi. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Here we are. Valentine's Day coming up in a couple days. I already talked about that. Let's just start off the show. I got a lot to talk about. Fucking. How was my motherfucking weekend? Okay, uh, so uh, since last we spoke, I, I had I, oh, oh, I tell you, I'm back out on the road. Holy fuck, I'm a fucking road dog. I did like uh, like five hours of comedy this fucking weekend. I'm back out there. I'm on the road. I'm a full blown professional comedian again. This reminded me of my old life, my old life, which was Wednesday through straight Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was pretty much like on the road or like doing like fully dedicated to stand up. And uh, this is what happened for me. On uh, this week, so Wednesday I had to go, I was doing the ten o'clock at the corner. Wednesday ten, I guess they only sold like four tickets, but there ended up being like eight, ten people there. And it turned out to be actually a pretty fun show. Uh, you know, the boys are back around, and it's just not nice to fuck around when there's ten people. You kind of fuck around. I came up with this new bit about like your cell phone being a magic wand, and it went so fucking well. And then now every I've done it every night since, and it just keeps bombing. And it's like what? Like I hate when that happens. Like the first time you do it, it just pops so hard, and everyone's like, "Wow, that's such a good bit," and it's like, "Thank you." And then all the rest of the crowds are like, "No, everyone was wrong, and you're wrong, and that whole Wednesday was wrong." <laughs> so whatever, I gotta keep chipping away at the bit. 
I'm not. I'm. I'm. With, I, I'm sticking to my Natish guns. I saw him again. We worked together a couple times this weekend, and he again is sticking to his guns like always. He's fucking just it, it, doing new shit, and that's exactly where we need to be. Is fucking doing new shit all the fucking time, just playing around, and then you know, writing it down and making sure you got it in the thing. But fuck it, if that's what you want to talk about tonight, keep doing that new shit. So that's what I was doing. So then the next day, I got this corporate gig for Ed Smeal, which back in the day, this guy, Ed Smeal, was, he, I mean, he still is, he, but he's like one of the OG, he's like the last of a dying breed of like guys, like solid comedy agents who would book you. And there was times when this guy did like million, a million dollars worth of bookings in one year, you know, for stand-up comics. So he's, if he's skimming, you know, even if he's skimming, a, you know, couple dimes off that that's still he's putting 800 grand into the streets like you know that's pretty sick so you know the guy and he and he also holds the line like he's not booking no fucking rinky dinker 250 or you know like he's 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 the real deal like when when i first started if you got in with this guy it was like a big deal to get in with this guy so i got a couple smealers back to back i got a thursday fuck i sorry i keep playing around with the volume here because i keep watching it spike i shouldn't be looking at the fucking recording when it goes um <clears throat> so uh, we got to do this gig. It's me. And then I'm like, okay, hey, fuck it. I'm going to bring Alex because this is what we do. Like, you know, we came up doing this and uh, Alex is just a, like, I just need someone there with me. Like, I just can't do it by myself. <laughs> I just need, I don't want to just be there by myself is really what it is. Is like, will you just come with me and like do like four minutes? Oh yeah. I got to pay him still. I know you listen to the podcast, buddy. You're never getting your fucking money. <laughs> You ain't never going to see a fucking dime of that shit. I didn't even tell you how much I was going to pay you. Guess what? Zero. Um, okay, so I just needed a buddy. And Alex and I were in the same cult. So, you know, and these part of being in that cult was doing your service to gigs like these. That was our acts of service in this cult. You know, some cults you got to be on call 24-7 and till the land and, you know, fuck the guy. But in our cult, you just had to be on call to do corporates <laughs> in a hyper-professional manner, which, as I've said before, like, I'm grateful for these the, the lessons. It's like whiplash. It's like this weird whip version of whiplash where it's like, yeah, I'm a good drummer, but, like, fuck. <laughs> it didn't have to be like that. <laughs> So anyways, I know Alex and I, Alex knows what the fuck to do and I know what the fuck to do. So I bring Alex with me to this corporate and it's great. The guy is, it's for the hotel engineering and technology annual general meeting. And it's all dudes. There's maybe like six women that work there and uh, they're having their annual general meeting. And the guy who's bringing us on, they've booked comedy 20 years in a row. And this guy's like, yeah, this fucking shit's boring. Like he's swearing. They host a golf tournament. Whatever. It's like a, it's like a, just a big, like corporate ass boys club sort of vibe. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I've been here before. So Alex goes up and he does this thing. <clears throat> strangely, strangely, I had to light him. Why'd I have to light you? You wanted to keep going? <laughs> You're already at five. <laughs> Speaking directly to Alex now. It's like, this guy's going to keep going? What the fuck? <laughs> like, you don't have to. Just say my name, say my name. Uh, so anyways, Alex does great and, uh, you know, he, he get, pulls them together and, you know, gets the room going. He got, is he, <laughs> they handed him a huge fat dick. The guy, it's like, everyone is like talking or whatever. And they're like, Hey, uh, and the guy who's like booking the show, like, uh, 
you know, the guy who works there is like, all right, so he got my intro, but I didn't, we didn't switch the intros in time for Alex. So he only had on paper my intro. So he's like, what do I got? I got to bring this guy up now. I'm like, yeah, bring Alex up. I'll bring, I'll bring, he'll bring me up. And my, it doesn't have an Alex, an intro for Alex. So he's like, <laughs> I tell him his name like five times. It's just Alex. Like, it's not like his name is fucking Fernando or some shit, like something weird. <clears throat> Ephraim. <laughs> his name is Alex. Like, that's like one of the most regular names of ever, of all time. Like, forever, too. Alex has just been a guy. Alexandria. Alexander the Great. Like, that's how long ago that name is. Like, there's been guys named Alex all around the world forever. <laughs> In any language. Lots of different versions. There you go. So he forgot. So he's like, please, we got two great acts. And now please give it up for your first one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. And everyone's all fucking shuffling around and whatever. And uh, they made us eat before. And we got sucked into eating, which is never good. And whatever. I was like, whatever. It's fine. And then we had a fun show. It was a good show. Because I opened up and I'm like, hey, welcome to the annual General Sausage Fest. Like, thanks for having us here. And it's like huge pop. And they had this TV screen with from their golf uh, fundraiser from last year. And everyone was just looks like shit. So, you know, you're just ripping up. Like, look at this swing. Look at this guy's swing. Ripping up their logos. They had their logos playing on the screen behind me. And, uh, so it's going great. And then I'm like, okay, great. And then I switch into material and I just hit, and I just start bombing for like a good 12 minutes doing all my material. It's just getting nowhere. Nothing. People are looking at their phones. It's just ridiculous. I start freaking out, uh, switch back into crowd work and, uh, it starts going. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, fuck. Like, how am I going to get out of here? I don't know what to do to get out of here. So I just kind of like pulled the shoot on a nice big pop and whatever. We did like a nice 40-ish minute show and just got out of there. Um, <laughs> but it's just weird. Those gigs, that's what happens at those gigs is that you seem to be doing well. And then it's like, what? Like, what happened? And I said that to Alex after. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. You just started doing material like a dumbass. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't do crowd work for 40 minutes. Like, maybe I should. Like, I think maybe that's just the move. You just re go through the crowd. Just who cares? Because everyone is the sh is knows everyone. It's actually probably the only time where it's acceptable to do only crowd work. That's maybe what I'm going to start doing on those gigs. Is just never do material. Who are you? Yeah, what do you do? Oh, yeah, finance, eh? Look at your tie. <laughs> Just for 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. I bet you're cooking the books, eh? Look at the watch. You guys, how much you pay him? 70K? How does he get a watch like that? Oh, he lives at home, eh? Oh, of course he does. <laughs> Whatever. I could just see it in my head already. <laughs> just for 40 minutes. Well, that's why fucking Gerald's not giving you the promotion. Yeah, I already talked to Jerry about that one. Nope. Hey, Jerry, look at him. Look at him quivering. You're done, buddy. Just doing that shit for 40 minutes. That's probably the move, actually. I can't believe it took me 15 years to figure that out until just now. Why would you ever start doing bits about Costco? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Me. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I was pretty fucking stupid. So, yeah, that's what I did on Thursday. It was fun. They had a good time, though. So, whatever. It was fun, and it was fine. So then Friday, I'm uh, going up to the Nickel Town. Oh, buddy, we're going up. And Mike Bullard is hosting. And I'm picking up Chris Qu- Chris, Chris Quigley the, uh, uh, from Barry. <coughs> and then we got to drive up to Sudbury. So the show's not till like fucking 930. So whatever. I didn't leave until like, you know, like four or something. Because um, it only takes like four and a bit hours to get up there, which it did. Uh, no traffic and uh, whatever. So we get there and it's lively. And uh, Mike Bullard's there. And, it, you know, everyone know If you don't know Mike Bullard, he had this show on CTV, Open Mic with Mike Bullard. It was like 20 years ago. And it was like a late night talk show. And it ran for like six years. And I only know this because he'll fucking tell you. <laughs> so fucking Bullard's... <coughs> Bullard's now, you know, and after his split, his split was pretty tumultuous. I think he like burned a lot of bridges when he left Bell Media. And uh, I think, yeah, that's just, but you know, there was a point when this guy, he pulled off the uh, the unthinkable, which is getting the uh, Canadian media company to pay for a daily TV show. Because they won't even, now they just chopped all the news there's barely going to be not like that was the last of the daily shows was like news. And now they just chop those down. Those newsrooms are like three people, <clears throat> a couple camera guys, a director and the person on front. Like those newsrooms used to be like 40 people. And now it's like eight, which whatever, which probably is an indication of how blow, like, you know, bloated they are anyways. And really what is news when it's just, you know, words and information, which is the currency of, you know, the digital age, bro. Oh, um, so we're up there and fucking Bullard's hosting, right? So Bullard's hosting and then I'm going up next. So Bullard's the MC and he's doing exactly what I should have done on Thursday, which is to work the fucking room. And he is the master of that. I will say there are guys like him, Dambra, Ian Bag, uh, Jeff Leeson, these guys who, uh, it's a version of standup. That's like, kind of like, you know, it's like being a. It's all suspended disbelief in behavioral psychology. Like, you know, I view stand up in the same vein as like hypnotism and, uh, you know, psychics and mediums. <laughs> Those are the, that's actually what stand up comedy is in. People think it's in, in, in the uh, acting and music family. It's actually not. You know how you're like, oh, mushrooms are actually berries. Like, I didn't know that. Or whatever, like tomato is actually like closer to a strawberry than it is to a cucumber. And you're like, that that doesn't seem right. But that's true, is that stand-up is actually in the in the same family as psychics, mediums, hypnotists, magicians, and fucking uh what else what was the other one I said? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> It's in that family, that genus, kingdom, phylum, class, genus, order, species, uh, whatever. I think that's how it goes. Did I get that right? Let's Google that. Hang on a sec. Fuck. I pushed the space bar. Okay. What the fuck was I Googling? I don't even remember what the fuck I pressed the space bar on that. Oh yeah. Which order the fucking kingdom, phylum, kingdom, phylum, class. Kingdom Phylum class or family genus species. Oh, I said that right. Kingdom Phylum class, Kingdom Phylum class or family genus species. 
anyways, so yeah, so it's like this version of stand-up. It's like this cool version. It's like this different version of stand-up that is like, you know, it's that crowd work, you know, like it's just like this version of stand-up that just works. It's like this cool kind of like different version. It's like, it's like, uh, it's just a different genre of stand-up that works. And once you, it's a harder version because it's, ba it's very like, uh, you know, lively. But once you learn how to figure out how to do the tricks, like I was saying, it's like being a mentalist. You're like, what? Think of a color. <laughs> or like your grandma, your grandma's telling me, what's his name? Something with a K or K E or something. It's like Ethan. E yes. Ethan, Ethan. <laughs> it's the same shit as that. You just give the people enough rope to fucking, you know, take care of themselves. So anyways, um, so he's doing his thing and then uh, and then I go up and I just start letting it rip, you know, because it's like whatever. I'm in I'm in Sudbury. This is nickel town. Everyone works for the mine. You know, it's like so juicy to just rip on these guys. I'm like, you guys go all go to work. You're like, oh, we oh. We oh, oh, you guys are like fucking from Lord of the Rings, like the dwarves, like mining in the fucking shafts of the mountains, like just fucking. Does the master crave more silver? More silver, indeed. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we oh, we oh, oh. <laughs> like some kind of stone cutters sound. Uh, yeah, uh, so that was fun, making fun of the nickel people, and then uh, Quigley and I are going back. Now, here's where I fucked up, is because now I'm coming back from Sudbury, Sudbury, and I got a gig in Barrie on Saturday night at the fucking rec room, which actually turned out to be fun. Of all the rec room gigs I've ever done, it was like a good rec room gig, and it was with Natish and Jeff Paul and Sam Norton, which was sick, and we were doing Shotgun, which was even better, but I fucking hate the rec room. This place is fucking stupid. Anyways, uh, so I had the option to fucking rip back home. Uh, and, and like drive like 90 kilometers back home from Barry <clears throat> and then drive night and then chill out for maybe like four hours and then drive back up 90 kilometers to Barry and then drive back home 90 kilometers. So it's adding an extra 270 kilometers of driving into my day already of like driving 300 and whatever the fuck kilometers. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I just did the math. I was like, I don't want to drive 700 kilometers in one day. Like, fuck that. I was like, I'll just go to the gym and then I'll like figure some shit out to do in Barry. And I thought the gig was at eight, but it was at nine. So I went to the gym for two and a half hours. I get to bury like fucking, I don't know, like one or some shit. I go to the gym for like two and a half hours, <clears throat> or like even three. I'm like laying on the massage chair, like as long as I can. And then fuck, like, you know, I, I just went to the plaza of the rec room where the gig was. And then it was one of those, like, I just became a plaza person. The gig started at nine. I was there five. So I had four hours in this plaza. I was just hanging out. I went to every single store. I went to Michael's. I went to Sport Check. I went to uh, Home Sense. I went to Golf Town. I went to Winners, you know. And then I came back. It was only 6.15. It's like, how the fuck? Like, I just, it was brutal. It's fucking brutal. And then, it, so I just had to kill this time. And I just somehow kept smoking weed and just killing time and <laughs> and eventually Natish showed up I called him I went to Cabela's talked to a guy about a compound bow 70 pound fucking you know Bo Rogan <laughs> get my fucking Bo Rogan on talk about hunting elks with this guy I was I had no intention of buying it this kid had no idea that I'm just here absolutely just my, the point of talking to you is just to talk to you. 
I have no intention of buying anything from this Cabela's whatsoever. I'm just here to talk to you. <laughs> and feign interest. And pretend, and even to entertain myself by pretending like I'm going to buy this. Let's pretend like I'm going to buy this. Yeah, I was looking at that one. I actually saw that online. Tell me more about that feature and benefits of that feature. That sounds interesting. Now, how is that compared to this make and model? <laughs> and what... <laughs> And what sort of advantages will I will, <laughs> and what sort of advantages will I receive if I spend thirty uh, percent more in this category of product? Oh, I see. And and is that available from the same manufacturer that we were looking at before? <laughs> well, you did tell me they were a trustworthy brand earlier, which I would assume would only lend itself to the more expensive model as well. Could have been selling me anything. <laughs> I, I was just like going, and you could tell when guys have had retail sales training, because I have. So it's just like I see you, bro. Like you're an agent. You're asking me what brings me to the store today. Don't fucking ask me what brings me to the store today. If you go to a store and someone says what brings you to this store today, say your mother. <laughs> I got I got an appointment with your mother. What brings me to this store? Because, and the reason why, and you want to know why, if you never worked retail, is because, do you need help with anything? No, I'm fine. What brings you to the store today? No, I'm fine. Well, that's weird. What brings you to the store today? Oh, uh, I'm looking at phones. Oh, what kind of phone? Well, I was looking at iPhones. Oh, really? You were looking at iPhones? I've got a bunch of iPhones over here. <laughs> <laughs> and all, now you're in the sale. Do you need help finding anything? Nope. Do you need help finding anything? That's a sales guy that has not had sales training, or if they have, they don't give a fuck about you. And those are the ones you can grease. But yo, I went one time I was doing this. <laughs> I was doing this at Visions Electronics one time. And this fucking dude from India was fucking had a he was amazing he was dealing with all my sales objections at first i gave him a price objection and then i gave him a need objection and then i switched to a want objection and he was able to turn that back into a price objection which i was very impressed um so that was pretty cool and i was like wow and then he just pretty much and then he got to the very end he's just like well if you don't want to if you don't want to buy anything, why are you here today, sir? And I'm like, I, well, I'm just looking. He's just like, yeah, but I already showed you what you're looking at and you don't want to buy it. So, and, and why is that? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just am, I just am out of here later, buddy. <laughs> but he was good. I was like, man, because he started, he opened with what brings you to the store today. And I actually was and am looking at laptops, I guess. But I don't really, it's not really like super important to, for my life right now. Um, so yeah, so then I'm in Barry and the rec room is fine or whatever. And then now I get home finally and I'm back home and I forgot my phone charger. So the whole time I was living on the edge, bro, I had like 8% battery. I was just stealing juice from my, from the car, but it doesn't have enough voltage to properly power my phone. So it tr tr trickle drips and it takes like, you know, an hour to get to 9%. So I'm like, just pretty much like living on the edge, like, you know, 
like Sophie has a <laughs> Sophie has a joke like the one percent life, you know. And I was just literally was like hovering between like literally like one and nine percent battery life the entire time I was out, you know, five hundred kilometers away from my house. But you know, that's me. I'm living on the edge, baby. Woo! Uh, speaking of living on the edge, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content? Like extra super special music podcasts that I do, an interview podcast with people that I just talked about, Sophie. You could be like these fine folks. Uh, Josh, uh, we got to go play some frizz. Nah, Alicia, Iron Eagle, James, New Guy, Mark, uh, Nick and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, motherfucking Street Demon, and our number one fan, Joel in the Hall of Fame. Call it Andre Blair and Terrence. Say the name. What up on them? Hi, Papa Mink. Hi, Papa Mink. You know what I told Mink? Uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Actually, we'll talk about it after. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb, seven bucks if you're dumb and you play guitar, or you just want an hour of my time. You can just have that. I keep stressing that. And like I say, you make me feel like a prostitute on retainer and that I'm just ugly. You don't want to fuck me no more because you got your new girls or what? <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb. Also, promotional consideration for this week of Drew is provided by Kingdom Phylum Class, Order Family, Genius, and Species. Go to kingtutscannabis.cc. KingTuskCanvas.cc. Use the promo code Drew. You'll get 10% off your order at checkout. That's right. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. The Signals app, I, we're going loose. We're going rogue here. KingTuss, just keep her going here. Uh, we're still, I thought copacetic might not have been the right word, but you know, we're still chipping away at it. I'm not giving up hope. KingTuskCanvas.cc. The promo code Drew is still live. So we're still working here with something. Go there, buy dope, let them know that we're here. The Drew Crew is alive and well, and we want to get high. Go to kingtuscannabis.cc, use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. Okay, now finally, the Super Bowl. Um, I went. I hop back on if you want to check out our sister podcast, The Sunday Parlay. We recorded a Super Bowl special episode. Uh, listen to that. Wherever you listen to this, type in The Sunday Parlay into your podcast app today. Um. Alex and I both called it the Chiefs and under, and we both called it. So everybody went, Nick called it too. <clears throat> Nick went, Nick called it as well. So there you go. The boys made some cash on the Super Bowl. Everybody called Chiefs and under. Uh, and yeah, just a good game. Defensive chess match, man. People said the game was boring, but you know, if you know anything about football, you're like, holy fuck. That 49ers defense to hold Mahomes and those guys to like, you know, three yards in the first, whatever, however many minutes it was, like a lot, like, you know, 40% of the game. It's like, holy fuck, man. Like these guys put up an effort. Um, and it's just sad to see Shanahan and whatever, you know, and it's like Rocky fucking three or whatever. I talked about it or whatever. You know, these guys are in their Rocky fucking doing commercial with Rocky with a robot butler. Cam and I were talking about that day. Rocky robot butler. What fucking movie is that? That's from Rocky fucking four. Yeah, that's when he has the butler. So Rocky four, you know, these in his, they're in their Rocky four. They're in their Rocky fucking whatever. I've seen those movies a million times. I don't, uh, they all blend together, but whatever. They're in the phase of Rocky's life when he's all doing watch commercials. <laughs> Uh, so whatever, at least the boys made some cash and I, yo, I made some dope ass fucking meatballs, pork, veal, and beef, buddy. That's what you got to do. That's, I've never done that before. And they were so juicy. And I put three eggs. Oh, 
uh, and uh, a whole cup of Pecorino Romano. That's better. Pecorino Romano is better than Parmesan. And uh, black pepper and salt and oregano and basil and breadcrumbs and no milk. And then I just put them in the balls, meat, made out of meat. And then I, I, rubbed, them, I rubbed my meat balls with olive oil. I rubbed my balls of meat with olive oil and then I put them in the oven and then I finished them in the sauce in the slow cooker and I served them on sliders that I baked in the oven till they were crispy and then broiled mozzarella cheese on them. Ah, fuck, dude. It was so good. And then I also made chicken wings. Uh, And I bought all these chicken wings from one of my radio clients and they have like a hilarious amount of chicken wings and I don't know, now I have so many chicken wings. So yeah, there you go. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, or sure, yo, I went nuts when Ludacris came out and Lil Jon, it's like, yo, that song is just the best song ever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that song is one of the best, Luda has one of the best 16s, you know, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Ludacris verse. It's so fucking good, bro. Where the fuck is... Where the fuck is Ludacris? Watch out. My outfits. Ridiculous. In the club looking so conspicuous. And wow. These women are all the proud. If you hold the head steady, I'ma milk the cow. Like, it's like... so. <laughs> and forget about the game. I'ma spit the truth. <laughs> so commit to the rhythm of the office. They close. They bend over to the front and touch your toes. <laughs> Oh, man. If they ain't cutting, then I put them on foot patrol. This whole thing is just like, if you hold the head steady, I'm going to milk the cow. If they ain't cutting, then I put them on foot patrol. The whole song is pretty much about how Ludacris is just like picking up all these like ho-ass women. If they don't put out, then he puts them on foot patrol. He's just kicking them right out on the curb. How you like me now? And then he brags at them. If they ain't cutting, then I put them on foot patrol. How you like me now? When my piggies value that over 300000 <laughs> I love that. One of the hardest 16s ever there. Ludicrous. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done talking. This is a half an hour. Night, night. Uh, stick around. Let's play a little guitar. And yeah, uh, we'll do another podcast on uh, on Family Day, Louis Riel Day. I'm sticking to it. I'm making. Okay, uh, <clears throat> we're just gonna do something easy here, cause I I uh, have not practiced guitar in a long time. I don't even know if this is in tune. So it's B minor. I could bend my way out of out of trouble here.
Alright, that's enough. Night, night. Bonus.